And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt can be found on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can find us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, one round is done. There's one down. One round of the Horizon League tournament is done. And we actually, uh, and for as many possibilities of upsets that we've talked about over the last week or so, what actually happened? It went it is, exactly the way I planned. No, it's not true. No. no. It is actually, it's exactly, it's almost exactly the way that I said it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And some people who actually could read the, and some people who kind of felt some type of way about us calling it an upset, you know, if you might have read that, maybe you said, hey, Bob might be onto something here. Hey, they seeded the tournament. If a lower yeah. seed beats it up a higher seed, that's called an upset. Why, That's yes, how that it is. works. I said full well. If the if the inside game and the outside game could get going for for Fort Wayne for Purdue Fort Wayne, they had a shot at beating Green Bay. And guess what happened? I'm gonna go with they beat Green Bay on they a last second uh, shot to take them into double overtime and uh, bank shot. Yeah, exactly. A bank, uh, last second bank shot in the first overtime by Jalen Pipkins. Dude had to call glass. <laughs> it was great. Um. But so yeah. are we gonna sp- do, do we get to spend the entire podcast talking about uh, letting them shoot there instead of following, or is that a different podcast? Uh, probably another one. <laughs> I don't get I it. Will... I don't get it. I don't know. I, you know what? That's and it was that's... a one. It wouldn't even been a double bonus. They, it would have only been the one and one. Why? Yes, it would have been. So, so you put him at the line at worst. He makes two or makes one and has to miss the second and get a re- like Will Ryan. But it... But instead, you let him. Sh- they you let them shoot behind the three point arc where the team as a whole was shooting almost fifty percent. When watching that game, when that when it ended up in his hand and he kind of was leaning, you know, looking at the screen, he's leaning down left. You knew that was going. You just mm-hmm. knew it. And what did I say about and not just and again not just the. Again, not just the three-point shots, the points in the paint. They, they have a deceptively good inside game. And what happened? They outscored them in the paint 46 to 40. And that was kind of, you know, you talked about a week ago, you know, Oakland-Milwaukee being a slap fight. It was kind of a slap fight down low because Green Bay's inside game is not, you know, they didn't they lack size all season. They knew well, that was yeah. an issue. And that's them. where I thought that potentially that they were going to have an issue. And mm. damn if they didn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Jared you know Godfrey got eight, seven rebounds out of that whole thing. You know what else was an issue for Green Bay in that game? What would that be? Not having Josh Jefferson. Yeah, and we'll talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, it's the fact that he wasn't in the lineup was very, very bad for them. And we didn't take that into consideration. We were doing our picks, I'm sure. Well, um, I don't think that was a known thing. And we'll, like you said, we'll talk about that. But I've heard some some rumbles that you know that might not have been an injury. That might not have been anything more than done. Oh, okay. Well, oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. What are you going to do? <laughs> Josh Jefferson would have helped them win that game, probably. Considerably. I mean, yeah. I, I, we need to talk about the fact that didn't Jarvis Walker like have like a, five, a 5-0 run in double overtime by himself? That sounds sadly familiar. <laughs> it happens. 
But yeah, so Purdue Fort Wayne is is moving on. They're playing Cleveland State for the fifth time, but this time they actually have to go to Cleveland. This time with feeling. This time with feeling, is like yeah. So it's like the I don't know what does the fifth sequel usually dictate? You know, you know Macedon's attack Cleveland. I don't know. <laughs> Ma- Macedon's take on the curtain, part five. Part five. Well, no, this is part. No, this is the first time they're going there. So first time against the curtain. I mean, that curtain. That, that, that's a big factor in this. Like, you can't downplay so, the Wolves. You know curtain. what? That that curtain is so stupid. I've been bitching about it for like almost twenty years now. I hate that curtain. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of Cleveland home games this year. It's never really worked out for whatever reason. This year, it obviously didn't matter. And actually, it's really weird that they would put the curtain up this year when it didn't matter. I like to think that the curtain was up and like the bounce house and like that kid center that was always kind of over there. I like to think they kept all that up. God, the bouncy house. You know what? Are you, you're just trying to get me to be mad. Bob, it's so easy. It is a fun game of mine at this point. The freaking bouncy houses. Jeez Louise. They're doing their happy hour, whatever that was. And hoopy hour, actually the hoopy hour is new. So yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, but so yeah, it's really weird that they would actually have the, that they would actually have the curtain up, even though there's no fans. I just thought of that, and that's, and maybe you're right. Maybe that it does present some sort of competitive advantage to them. Maybe I don't see it, obviously, but I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe I, who whoever knows what's really going on with Cleveland State athletics on like that is, that is the true. upper level. Yeah. So so yeah so this is going to be in, 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 so. With Purdue Fort Wayne advancing, and they're playing Cleveland State again, and we've seen them again. We've seen them four other times, and we've gotten we've gotten like four different varieties of games. I mean, really, <laughs> we've gotten you know we we've gotten the game where Des Moines Hodge you know goes off for like forty six, and he has company in that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the that Purdue Fort Wayne did exactly, you know that that inside outside thing with them, and they were able to do that. And by the way, I do expect that you know they also benefit. Purdue Fort Wayne did benefit from the fact that Spider Johnson was out of the ball game, um, out the almost the entire weekend. That will probably not be the case next Tuesday. <laughs> that will probably not be the case. I I fully expect Spider Johnson to be back. Um, so. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again. It's possible they did it before, but I I don't see it. I mean, I don't necessarily see it. Now on the Green Bay side, you mentioned Josh Jefferson not playing at all. He wasn't even he was he was benched. Well, um, could that have anything to do with the fact that Josh Jefferson is now in the transfer portal and is going to be a grad, grad transfer? Gee, that might be related. Possibly, but yes, Josh Jefferson is in the transfer portal now. Well, that's I mean, not so bad for Green Bay. It, Josh Jefferson's a loss, but you know that's not well, so bad for them. And, and well, see, here's here's what I was thinking because he's a grad transfer, so he's going to be immediately eligible no matter what. I know they've got this blanket this uh, transfer waiver thing the NCA has been talking about since forever and ever. He's a grad transfer it, that doesn't really apply to him. So my thought is that. He probably 
was thinking about transferring when Link Darner got fired, possibly, I don't know, but because he, you know, he the the way it worked out last season, we didn't know if there was going to be a transfer waiver, blanket transfer waiver at all or anything. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't, uh, I, my guess is he probably didn't want to, he, he didn't want to, he wanted to err on the side of caution, maybe. I don't know. I would think also, that Will Ryan probably got in and probably had a good conversation. He was like, you know what, I'm going to see what's up. Like, this this might not be a bad bad fit, and this might work. Well, he also has, an, he, yeah, possibly. That could be it. And and for, for a stretch of the season, it was. Seemed and, fine. I had him as my sixth man of the year. Yeah, we all did. We picked him. And then Michael, yeah, that's right. And then Matt Johnson won. So, yeah. yeah. And then the coaches disagreed with us. Coaches disagreed with us. They did that a few times, but, you know. But not on player of the year. Not on player of the year. Um, But, yeah, so, obviously, Josh Jefferson is gone. But, yeah, you kind of thought that maybe he would probably not be there much longer. I mean, he is a grad transfer. I mean, his game warrants an opportunity to maybe step up at least to the Missouri Valley Conference. Maybe more. Who knows? Sure. So... It makes perfect sense. He wasn't the only one to enter the portal, though. Uh, there, yeah, were two, there, were, there were two. There were two freshmen who. They, right now, there are four Green Bay players in the transfer portal. There's, there is Josh Jefferson. Um, there is there, and there are two freshmen, uh, Demonte Taylor, who didn't play, and I can't remember uh, Jones. I can't remember his first name. Um, but both of them played sparingly. So yeah, I'm gonna venture to guess that they weren't. Will Ryan signees? They stayed on for a year, see what the, everything was gonna, how everything was gonna go, and decided, you know what, I gotta find somewhere else to go, which makes perfect sense to them as well. A um, little disappointed that Demonte Taylor didn't get more run because he seemed like he had some game. Yeah. You know, and he never I mean, saw the floor. So. I'm trying. Oops. I'm trying to throw you the alley oop here, Bob. But I mean, th- those three, you know, th- those are some losses. But you know, okay, Green Bay can overcome that. But did you say there was a fourth transfer? Why, yes, I did. Can you can you guess who it is? Actually, you don't need to guess who it is because we've all been talking about this for a little bit, at least for the last couple of days. Yep, Amari Davis is transferring. Wah, 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 wah. So, yeah, I, I think he was kind of in the same boat as everybody else. He, he, he wanted to, just as a side, just kind of as a, I think he, he stuck around for a year, you know, to see what, you know, the Ryan system was all about. Obviously, after this season, he decided, you know what, I got to find another system that I work better with. Because obviously, the Link Darner program and the Will Ryan program are like apples and oranges. Although I should admit, you know, the in, in the in the Will Ryan program, he was he he got to shoot threes, at least. Whether that's a good thing or not is up to your own discretion, but he did get to shoot them. I think yeah, well he well he suffered from the fact that he got ahead an entire year where he didn't shoot any, so he needs to you know he needs to you know move progress to that. So but um yeah, so that is, so when you look at it now, it appears that and of course now you have PJ Pipes who's uh who's a senior, probably gonna be looking for opportunities overseas, I would expect. I would um, think so. I mean, he could stay for an, he could stay for another year. Does he? I don't think so. PJ Pipes is one of those players that I'll be happy to see gone 
and still root for because he, he was an Oakland killer. Like, I feel like anytime Green Bay played Oakland, PJ Pipes would put up like a thousand points and 200 assists all in one game. Yeah. He's he got that 20, guy. You know? He got 27 in this game. So yeah, yeah he was, yeah, he, PJ has this PJ pipes has the ability to score in bunches. So I see him having a professional, I see some professional opportunities coming up for him. So between pipes gone, Jefferson gone, Amari Davis gone. Guess what? You're the green Bay backcourt consists of Lucas Steber. And that's about it. Time to see what kind of a recruiter Will Ryan is, because uh, he's got a lot of holes to plug. And his uh, his wheeling guy was a wheeler, wheeling whatever school. That's not going to do it for him. He's going to have to go out and find some real good recruits here. Yeah, I mean, because most of the other guys he's got left, Ansong, Japan Kellogg, you know, but Terrence Thompson, those guys, Kim Kirchman, who you know shows up every two minutes. Um, those guys are all front court players. So yeah. That's and probably, if they're that's, undersized front court players that didn't have necessarily great years, because I mean this is a, a physical bigger league at times, and um, and yeah. could somebody get? I mean, and could somebody get Lucas Fever an actual scholarship now because he did make the all freshman team? <laughs> that sounds like a like a Will Ryan situation. That sounds like you know, come on, hook the guy up already. <laughs> He might not have been the only all freshman without a scholarship, but that's not known, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's um. So yeah. So Steber is basic as far as as far as true backcourt players. Steber is basically it for him. Steber is basically it for them, and so mm-hmm. um, they're gonna really have to. I know that they do have some guys coming in though. Um, I know the one. Oh, let's see here. I think the the one they were talking about. Um, Oh, the uh, Cordero Barkley was was trying to kind of calm uh, Green Bay Nation down a little bit, and he was pointing out some 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 positives still. Which you know, th- I have to say, there's been a lot of Green Bay fans and all that that, while they're obviously not excited to lose all these pieces, especially Amari Davis, like it wasn't unexpected, and they, they they're still yeah, it wasn't I, yeah. There's not like this mass freakout going on in Green Bay Nation. I know that much. Um, they have an Oakland, which, is, which you know, you know, props to them. Usually, you know, if it was Cleveland State, we'd be freaking out again. Because, you know, that's what we do because we, you know, but yeah. So Jacob Jones, by the way, is the, the fourth transfer. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so what they have coming in, because oh, I'm on verbal commits right now and they're taking forever to load, which is awesome, by the way. By the um, way, Bob, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland State won't have to freak out until Dennis Gates leaves at the end of the season. That's when your freak out, next freak out comes. I don't see him doing that this year. I, I'm sorry. I think I know there's been a lot of talk about Boston College. And by the way, Dennis Gates, second year in a row, player, uh, coach of the year. This time he won it solo. Um, and not really a surprise. And yes, he's probably going to be on some some radars. Um, Boston, the Boston College opening has probably been the one that's been. Most talked about, mostly because his wife is actually a pretty high, uh, pretty high up in the in athletics there. So, but at the same time, you got to think about probably things like you know whatever conflict of interest, nepotism, whatever policies they have with that. So that's not the also, job he wants. That's not the job he wants anyway, because that is yeah. I mean, I understand it's the ACC, I understand the you know the familiarity with it, just on you know, but. That just does not seem like his type of gig, though. He's just um, biding his time, and we all know that he's going to take that Florida State gig whenever Hamilton says he's done. And 
That's I mean, he's he's basically yeah, he's pretty much kind of yeah, he's basically just said yeah, this is my gig and I'm taking you know, I mean that that's all signs point to that really. I mean, they really do. I mean, that's that's all there is to it really. I I, and, I would. I, I would bet a lot of money, actually, that he wouldn't touch that Boston College job because of his wife's position. I mean, funny enough, because the person who is actually, like, the favorite to get that job is John Beeline. I'm like, okay, enjoy your day on that one. <laughs> I would be surprised if that ends up being the case, too, because I think John Beeline's enjoying just hanging out, being old. Enjoying the, enjoying the Cavs money he got bought out for because he was so terrible at being a pro coach he should never have left michigan and now he can never go back because Jawan howard's never leaving it really kind of worked out great for everybody not named the Cavs. Yeah, pretty much yeah no kidding um so yeah that's uh so one of the other so yeah they, there's there's a lot of things to talk about with you know where dennis gates will probably go he's not going anywhere yet just kind of throwing that out there i i expect he's gonna you know, until we hear the words contract extension, we can all stop breathing. You know, we can all breathe a sigh. You know, hold our collective breaths until that happens, and I can physically, I can mentally prepare myself to start saying the words Cleveland State head coach Drew Joyce the third. So, I just wanted to press. I mean, it could be now. Mind you, it could be Rob. Now, mind you, it could be Rob Summers too. So, I mean, get they, back they to have, Green Bay. But go back, back to Green Bay. Um. The big issue that they have right now is they don't have a backcourt, and I'm trying to figure out who exactly uh, they have in the hopper. I, they did sign a couple of guys, and they're Will Ryan guys, obviously. So, sure. yeah, no, they're no, they're not Will Ryan guys. They're Link Darner guys who didn't get the memo from like a year ago. <laughs> I think the other thing too is because the the firing and hiring happened like so late that I don't know. I think it's probably something that, yeah, Kamari McGee is the guy that I was thinking of, by the way. I think that's the one Barkley uh, tweeted out, too. Yeah, that's the one. That's the guy. Um, and he's, yeah, so, but that's the problem is he's kind of it. <laughs> they got Kamari McGee and they got Lucas Steber. Well, so they're going to gonna have to put in some work this offseason. And, you know, we're expecting big things from the horizon next year, barring the transfer epidemic. And, and what I understand, Kamari McGee is a pretty good player. So they mm-hmm. may not, you know, I mean, is he to the, is he Amari Davis? I mean, who's to say, I'm going to say, but regardless, obvious. Oh yeah. So this is, so yeah. So they have alleged. So at the moment they have three scholarship spots left. You got to think one of them's go. You got to think one of those scholarships is going to Lucas Steber. Come on. The guy is an all freshman. Give him his props. <laughs> And then they got two other slots, which they get, they're probably going to need to target. They're definitely going to need to target the 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 backcourt because it is severely depleted. I do think, um, as far as everything else is concerned, I mean, yeah, they they really need to start getting a little bit more out of because you got Ansong. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a six four power forward. I mean, he doesn't play like six four, but he certainly yeah. They get they need to get a little bit more cut. Yeah, most of their guys, you know, the tallest guy they got is about like, you know, six eight. Although they do, yeah, tallest guy they have is like six eight. So, I mean, which for the Horizon League, not the worst thing on the planet. I mean, look at well, if we're being honest, look at Oakland. <laughs> not a not a very tall team, 
But once they lost Mapatunde, who didn't play anyway, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, did pretty good. You know, conceded third, got the first round by. So you know, it's po- I mean, for in terms of the Horizon League, yes, it's possible. Problem they have is that every time, because they know they're going to play non-conference, you know they're going to end up playing Wisconsin again, and Wisconsin's going to destroy them because Wisconsin just basically recruits trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is problematic for them. Um, as far as the Horizon League is concerned, Horizon League, as we've, as we've known for many, many years, is a guard-heavy league. They need to get on it because it'll kill them if they don't. Right. So... so. Moving on, um, I, I guess, I guess uh, we, we did mention that uh, Loudon Love won Player of the Year again over Antoine Davis. Um, he did. Antoine Davis responded by scoring 46 points. He was really good. He was, yes, th- that was, uh, he, he, I think he set at least three Horizon League uh, post-tournament uh, records. One of them for the 46 points. The 46 ties him with Demoy Hodge. He, they kind of. What is interesting though is like, um, I mean, there wasn't a lot in terms of the rest of the team though. That's the part I couldn't really kind of wrap my head around for because for most of the first half it was basically a mar- basically that whole thing uh the whole thing we've been talking about to being in the two years prior being Amari Davis and everybody else and the first half of that game against Robert Morris it was Amari Davis and everybody else you mean Antoine try that again oh cra- you know what damn it see this wow. is why Amari Davis transferring is actually a positive for us because maybe we'll get the right Davis when trying to talk or message each other or any of yeah, it. We- it shouldn't even be a question. I mean, you know, Antoine is a- Antoine is obviously the more dominant Davis in the Horizon League, and now the only Davis in the Horizon League, or the only A Davis in the Horizon League, at least for now. I'm sure that will change. I'm sure that'll be subject to change. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, he, he that first half he single handedly outscored Robert Morris. I mean, it, well, no, he scored as many points as Robert Morris in the first half. He had 24. Robert Morris had 24. And what was interesting, and they needed every single one of those points. Okay, so yeah, Bo Cool did show, did uh, you know, Bo Cool did get 14 points, and Chris Brandon did, did get a double double too. At some so, point. in the past, when when playing Detroit Mercy, it was basically triple team Antoine Davis and dare somebody else on the team to beat you. Yeah. I think that that's changed now. I think you let Antoine Davis score 80. Don't let anybody else score and hope that you can score 81. Like Antoine Davis is in a zone right now. So I think you, you just try to limit everybody else around him and let him do what he's going to do. Cause you can send a triple team at him and he might still hit it from three quarter court. So why waste the resources? Let him score, let him do him, but don't let bowl cool get going. Don't let anyone, you know, Johnson, any of those guys get going. And just let it, let it be what it's going to be. That, that's the problem because now they can, but now Detroit Mercy, where in years past they couldn't do that, and I know we've talked about this a bunch of times. They can do it now with mm-hmm. Boku, who, by the way, third team All Horizon League. Um, Matt Johnson, sixth player, sixth man of the year. Um, 
Chris Brandon, Noel Waterman only had, what, six points in that game. His game is coming. I know it's coming. Um, let it be against somebody else besides Cleveland State. Um, yeah, they, you have the difference between this Detroit Mercy team, and which is, by the way, why they may, why we've talked about them being so dangerous in this tournament, is that they have more options. Yes, Antoine Davis can go off for as many points as he gets off. He gets off, but the other, but his his the rest of the team is capable of basically hitting you in the mouth when you weren't looking because you're all in awe of what Antoine Davis was doing. And I think that's what I found very interesting. Antoine Davis is playing the best basketball in the horizon right now by far. I will gladly admit that 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 does not make a player of the year, but currently he is the best player in the horizon league and there's nothing you can do to stop him right now. You really can't. Exactly. So therefore, like I said, you've got to really double up your efforts to make sure nobody else gets going. That's all. That's all I think you can do against Detroit Mercy. Mm-hmm. What was interesting, though, was Detroit Mercy really was trying to get Robert Morris back in the game because they should have just. When you have Antoine Davis scoring forty-six points, you shouldn't. Do you? Wouldn't you think that they'd win by more than ten? Well, I think Robert Morris kind of did exactly what I was saying, where, you know, they just tried to keep everybody else down and you take what you're going to get, you know, whatever Antoine Davis is going to do, he's going to do. I think Robert Morris, especially, yeah. you know, with, with, with the Brahma transfer, just didn't have the pieces to do their part of it to just outscore Antoine Davis. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'll, admittedly, you know, the, the one Robert Morris player that stood out to me was Khalil Spear in that, in that game. Because it seemed like he was, you know, he was trying to will his way into the in the paint. He did pretty well. I mean, he, heck, I think he even shot a couple of three pointers, which I've never seen him do. Um, I know he's capable of it, but it's not. The other thing too is they actually have, but the problem that they have is they've got Charles Bain trying to make up for uh, uh, freshman Charles Bain trying to make up for the loss of AJ Brahma, and that just doesn't, you know, it, it's just not enough. At least. You know, I, don't get me wrong, I think Bain will probably be a pretty good player in the Horizon League, but to throw him in a situation where you are replacing probably arguably a first-teamer in the Horizon League had he not entered the portal, yeah, that's going to be problematic. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, they didn't break out Torian Thompson or Boy Coca on us. So <laughs> they're waiting. They're, they're, they're saving. They're, they're waiting. They're waiting intently. So, um, and then of course there's a yeah, and then of course there's Milwaukee beating IUPUI. Milwaukee shut us most of us up. I mean, outside of John Parker, most of us thought that was going to be IUPUI's game. We were going to see the three headed monster, and it didn't happen. It, it didn't really, happen. Well, no. The it, well, the problem was that Marcus Burke got he got like two fouls in three minutes <laughs> in the yeah. first minutes of the game, and when your best player gets two fouls in the first, you know, three minutes of the game, that's going to kill you. It's not where you want it to be. Absolutely not. So you were, so they were without him the entire game. Or they are t- almost the entire first half. And, you know, where, you know, they, they tried to pick up the slack. I mean, Elijah Goss got 20, 20 and 17. How is Elijah? I gotta ask. How is Elijah Goss not on any all league team anywhere? How did I, how did we miss that? How did everybody miss that? How is he's it? On how, mine. How is, 
Hunt? Oh, yours. But I, I think I might have had him third team. Or, I no. Had him or maybe I didn't. I don't know. But yeah. But Elijah Goss has been, for the last two years, the the leading rebounder in the Horizon League, and he can't get a sniff at the All-League team. We suck. <laughs> I mean... Or, or, you know, or, or the talent is just... Or the, or the talent with within the league makes some really makes some really tough choices that could be it too i think that's really what it comes down to because you start to look at who okay so who do you boot off and then you can make that argument against a lot of people like yeah okay you know but this 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 okay then this well what do you mean you have grant basili third team he's a first team no no he would like you know it, you can make so many good arguments for so many different people in different situations exactly and you could make it i mean you could make the argument obviously we didn't the league didn't and obviously the conference didn't either but yeah, Matt, he was, you know, Elijah Goss has been a very consistent player over the last two, specifically over the last two years. We know what we're getting out of him. We're getting double digit rebounds, period. That's what he averages every single freaking game. This, again, 17 rebounds. And it wasn't enough because obviously Marcus Burke got out of his rhythm because he fouled early. And then nobody able was able to, you know, I mean, Jalen Manette got 23, Elijah Goss got 20. Marcus Burke did end up with 20, 12 points. But the problem that what's interesting about IUPUI is that what we we really thought that somebody else was going to step up and, because they have a much, obviously they have a much deeper rotation this season than they did last season because they got, you know, they, you guys got, you know, you got Say, you got Lestrap, you got Harvey coming off the bench. Um, you got Carrasco and McClure occasionally coming off, um, you know, Gregoriev, I'm sure, and Georgiadis, that's his name. Um, he was starting for a certain point in time. But by and large, it, it, you know, the, the, the bench points were killer to them. They didn't get enough, and that's probably what killed them. And, of course, you know, not helping matters is, like, Amir Allen having a basically, you know, a monster game, and I didn't see that coming. I admit I didn't. <laughs> you look like you look like just a beast down there. I was like, what? Oakland just played them twice, and I didn't even really like. He wasn't even on my radar. He wasn't on anybody's radar all season, and then he shows up and is like, you know what? I'm gonna hit a double double. I'm gonna do this now. Hey, better late than never. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think, and by the way, DeAndre Golson, also a uh, snub from the all all conference team, took it uh, obviously with you know responded with twenty points on his end. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, unlike unlike the Detroit Mercy uh, Robert Morris game, this game wasn't really in. I mean, Milwaukee was basically in control the whole game. I mean, they 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 did their thing. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. And so that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. And so now, and now they have, and now they have, <laughs> and now they have Bright State to look forward to. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And they have, and uh, yes, and they have Purdue Fort Wayne to thank for that. Because if Purdue Fort Wayne had not won, Milwaukee would be playing Cleveland State again. But that's not what happened. By the way, I had John correct me. I didn't realize that Milwaukee and IU PUI had also played five times. <laughs> we all just ignored it because it was just kind of painful at times. I guess. I mean, that's that's kind of something. So, um, 
The last game I wanted to talk about, obviously, is UIC and Youngstown State. Um, yeah, that's exactly how I – well, I mean, that's how I thought it was going to go, although it's probably not how you thought it was going to go. Um, I can't tell you I'm surprised that's how it went. Um, I think they followed the script and did what it was supposed to. It's just not what I guessed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really wanted to see that UIC that we saw at the beginning of the year. I really thought that maybe they, they had a last – Last ditch I, I think the issue that they have is because they start. They had so many fits and starts. UIC did because they've all, every time. You know, they. I don't think they really have been. The team hasn't really been at full strength the entire season mm-hmm. to me. And then they had. You know, they had a pause in the middle. I mean, Tavion Kirk has basically been the only guy. You know, besides. You know. You know. You had. At the beginning of the season, Rob Howard missing some time. You had Maurice Commander missing some time. You had Waquanis Mitchell missing some time. I mean, it was – and they don't really have a deep enough bench to do that. To They don't have a really deep bench for anyway. So, and, you know, Brian Taylor, he wasn't even – he didn't play today. Where'd he go? He started at the beginning of the season. I don't even see him. Is he still on the roster? I don't know. I assume he is. But, you know, once again, um, but yeah, but, you know, another, but again, another, I, I'm, I'm impressed on how Michael Akuche is uh, kind of, has been stepping up, especially on the, on the boards for Youngstown. So he got, yeah, so he got, he got, te- he got a double, double. Um, what was surprising to me that it's not, Hannon only had three rebounds. I thought that was very strange, but it didn't matter. Right. Um, yeah. So. But when you look at, you know, Youngstown State up and down, you know, there's all of their starters scored in double digits. So there wasn't a lot. I mean, they, and they kind of shortened up their bench, too, because you didn't because, mm-hmm. you know, because usually you're, you're seeing Vargo off the bench or, you know, you're seeing Vargo off the bench or maybe William Dunn. Um, but you're, you, didn't, you only got three guys off the bench. You got a girl, you got Miles Hunter, and you got Jeff Amperian. They, they really shortened up the bench. For I, this I'm, game. I was surprised that Hunter only played nine minutes. Only yeah, because and he only got yeah, exactly. Most when Quisenberry was out, he was starting, and he and I mean he had a big game against Oakland in one of those yeah. two games. Like I mean he's he's a good player for them, so that for them to shorten from, up that much is yeah. So from what it looks like, I think the the game plan is we're gonna ride. Uh, you know, the, this is our yo, know, but they're playing like there no there is no tomorrow. So we're gonna ride there. We're gonna ride our starters till the wheels fall off. I mean. And not to say that they're, like, playing, like, an egregious amount of minutes. I mean, besides Akuche, he played 37 on, on Thursday. But by and large, it's it's their show, basically. These five guys they have on the – they start in the uh, they start at the beginning of the game. Akuche, Bohannon, Darius Quisenberry, Shamari Tan Mays, Garrett Covington. That's their – that's like their ride-or-die group. And well, that's who and they're you- going with. Something we haven't even talked about, like for the whole league, and I mean, you can see it with Youngstown is we've been playing these back to backs, which means they've been playing 80 minutes within essentially like just over 20, yeah. 24 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with the beginning of this tournament, the way it's set up, they're getting three days in between. That's forever now. You, you know, they're yeah. they're 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 geared up for these back to backs. Well, no, yeah, they, well, yeah, they're getting no, five. They get five because you know, the game's on Tuesday. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean. So they're they're getting so much time off. Where if this tournament was all being held in Indy, that wouldn't be the case. But no, it's true. you know you're you're able to shorten your bench and really ride your starters a little bit more at least in these first two rounds. And then when you get to the semis and the finals, 
you get back to that, you know, what you just got conditioned for this back-to-back deal that you're dealing, you're going for. Yeah. So, and then, but at the same time, you you have six days in between that too. So I don't know. It's, but that that seems to be the game plan for them at this moment in time. Um, we'll see how that plays out against Oakland, um, because that's going to be a very interesting matchup, I think. I, I don't am, look forward to this as the as an Oakland person. Um, I have a lot of really, really, really bad memories of Oakland blowing um, tournament games to bad Youngstown teams. So I can't imagine what's going to happen against a good Youngstown team. Uh, I don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. I think the the big issue that yeah, it's it. Yeah, I guess the the big issue that they have at this point in time, and I think what has bedeviled again, what has bedeviled Youngstown State the whole time is that you know. The, the Darius Quisenberry absence really did hurt. And then I don't know, probably more, clearly more than anybody, uh, more than more than it appears. I mean, on, if we're being honest, I think the big issue that they have, but, you know, now it seems like they've got their guys locked in. They want to, it's time. So we'll, we'll see how that whole thing plays out. I'd be very interested in seeing what happens there. Um, Let's see here. So, yeah, so they didn't – yeah, and what's interesting is that I know you're you're a little – I know you're a little, like, apprehensive. Re- remember that they did – that they did win, uh, that uh, Youngstown State did win uh, – Cleveland – I mean, sorry. Uh, Oakland did sweep the series in Oakland against Youngstown State, although – Sands. Darius Quisenberry. No, Darius Quisenberry. So yeah, so that's gonna be. I don't know who on the, who in the backcourt is gonna be uh, squaring up against him, but yeah, you're gonna have to do some work. <laughs> It'll be Jay, him and Jalen Moore will go at it, and that will actually that might be the best thing to watch on Tuesday from an entertainment perspective. Well, that's great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I yes, cause, so the, the yeah, so we have that. So we have that game coming up. We have the fifth round of Cleveland State versus. Fort Wayne with this being I'm still just trying to wrap my head around the fact that that you know we that the that the schedule was set up for Purdue Fort Wayne to host for Cleveland State four times I'm still that's still trying to wrap my head around that one yeah because but nothing we could do about that one um you got Milwaukee up against you got Milwaukee and man it's gonna be a tough road to hoe for them with 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 Wright State because Wright State, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, Wright State has has had some good tournaments and had some bad tournaments at the same time. So I don't know if this is going to be that year, though. Um, I, I know you. I know you're looking for. Now I know you're looking forward to Youngstown State, Oakland. I myself am absolutely looking forward to Northern Kentucky, Detroit Mercy. That one's going to be pretty good. I'm looking forward to rewatching that one um, after getting home on Tuesday night from from the Oakland game because I think I'll already know the score and I think it's going to be ugly and just fun to watch. I, I I think Detroit Mercy absolutely smokes them. Really, you do? I do. Uh, so what makes you say that? I don't think Northern Kentucky matches up very well, and I think Detroit Mercy is just rolling. I mean, I guess. I mean. I, it's uh, just just how I feel about it. Okay. I, okay. I think 
Detroit Mercy is just going to continue doing what they've been doing the past couple weeks, and I don't think that Northern Kentucky's got the pieces to uh, to stop Antoine Davis to uh, to get in Noah Waterman's yeah. way when, if he gets going. Bull, bull cool, any of it? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it that way. I think there's there's a little bit more on. I, I think there's. I, I think I will say this. I think the 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 lack of experience is going to affect them considerably northern kentucky mm-hmm. i mean you got you basically have three freshmen at this point kind of trying to you know you've got but they're really good freshmen you got mark Rez warwick i don't ever want to i don't i don't ever 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 want to count him out and you want to know something funny sure this will actually be the, this is actually the first time that detroit mercy and northern kentucky are playing this year which is funny, yeah, because we've got teams playing five times, and here we have got, the first match. Yeah, here we go. We got yeah Detroit Mercy and Northern Kentucky haven't seen each other yet, so like there's no basis for comparison. This is the first time they played. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, I will say one last thing. Um, I know we talked about IUPUI. I also know that we talked about again. Byron Rim was on a one-year contract. Weird, I but think, yeah. I know. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was, I don't know what the thought process was. I don't really care. Convenience. That was the thought process. What I do think is this. I do think that, I do believe that he he did enough to warrant a a multi-year extension. I believe, I do, if, however, if IUPUI does not feel that way, I still do believe that that's Link Darner's job. But I do think it's going to be Byron Rim. I think Byron Rim is. I think Byron Rim warranted enough, did enough to warrant a, a multi-year extension. Mm-hmm. I think he coached a good team. I'm still not sold that he can recruit, but it's hard to tell because in this COVID year, and no one even knew if he's going to continue have the job. That puts him in a weird situation to even try to answer that. But I think some of that's going to be in question because IUPUI's got to reload now. They lost. Well, the other problem too. Well, it's the other problem too, and you got to remember that he was all he spent this year recruiting, thinking, not even sure that he was going to be the guy. It's why you you say you never want to coach on a, on a last year contract. Like you you shouldn't ever be on a one year or last year of your contract. Like and I think that's affected them greatly, and I think it might affect. And that's why they really should have not screwed around and gave him at least a two or three years. Come on, what the hell? Right, come on, guys. I mean, if you're gonna give the guy a shot, give him a little bit more than a year. Give him a don't chance. Kick, don't kick kick the can down the road. <laughs> I think so. Rim's done a really nice job coaching what he's had. I think he's done a good job kind of keeping this team together after the whole taking over last second deal. You know, through COVID, through all that. I think he's he deserves a shot, but usually I'm wrong, so that means he'll probably be fired this week. You know, like. Yeah. So yeah, I and I won't address the person who said he already has the job, and I'm like. Yeah, how do you know, dude? Yeah, I, I see your blue check. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Don't do that. Um, I, I, it's It still does lend the question of you're still also having to – now that you have all these, these teams that are done, you have four teams that are done right now, you do still continue to have to ask the question because everybody still gets that freebie year, which senior takes advantage of it? Marcus Burke will not. And Marcus Burke is going pro no matter what. I think he mm-hmm. I think he I think that that time where he was in the draft window, you know, where he was, you know, uh he was 
entered into the draft. I think he learned just enough to realize that, you know, there's some money to be made after after senior year. He's going to go. I would expect to see Jalen Manette and Elijah Goss, I would expect to also go. I think there are opportunities. There are definitely pro opportunities for both of them as well. Um, for UIC, definitely see some. I, I definitely see some opportunities for Michael Diggins. Definitely, Jamie Hale will probably go be a, go back to go home to Australia, which I can never remember where he's from, and go be a national hero. He could do that. He'd be good at that. Um, I do think I think Rob Howard, on the other hand, he I see him staying. Only because of the fact he did spend, he did miss some time this year. I see him staying. I and see. Only, oh, go ahead, finish it. Yeah, I, I see him staying because he he has missed some time because of injury. I don't think we've ever. I don't. I don't. And I don't think we've seen him at a hundred percent for most of the season. So if I'm him, I would take advantage of that freebie year. That's just me. I think we're going to see very few seniors or upperclassmen take advantage of it. Yeah. I don't think there's any, for most of them, there's not a huge advantage to being a 23 year old senior or whatever it turns out to be. You know, like if you've got, if you've got pro aspirations, you probably already know. And if you're not, and if you're not sure, then you probably don't have the chance anyway. And you're probably looking for, to to move into the next part of your life. You know, the the post college years. Um, there's also the the question of how scholarships are going to work out. And for some of these guys, they might have the year of eligibility, but they might not have a scholarship available to them. That's the part that nobody is. Yeah, that's it's great that we haven't gotten any clarification on that. <laughs> My understanding, which is very, very rudimentary because I'm not very smart, is that they might have a year of eligibility, but that does not mean they have a scholarship. So if they want to pay their way and stay on the team and they're invited by the coach, that might be an option. Or, you know, if they can, maybe they have an academic scholarship, you know, there, there might be some, some ways around it, but you, they are not getting extra athletic scholarships in this deal is my understanding. I could be very wrong. It would not be the first time I've been very wrong about a lot of things, but that's my understanding. Yeah. And I think with it, yeah. And again, I, you know, from a, and uh, in some cases, like for example, the case of Green Bay, they only had one senior to begin with and Again, it's PJ Pipes. I do think he's got some he's got some pro prospects. Plus, you gotta and add in the fact that they got four more guys that are transferring out. And I think, by the way, and I, I do believe that I think Will Ryan probably game plan for at least some of these guys to leave. Um, probably not Amari Davis, but still, I bet you he I bet you he did plan for it, or at I least possibly. expect it. I don't know if you plan how you plan for that, but I, I don't think he was blindsided by it. No, I, I think it was kind of what well, we expected a year ago. So, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, it, not really the biggest surprise on the planet. And probably why also probably why Green Bay fans are not freaking out right now, because, you know, they kind of figured that, you know, they were on borrowed time with Amari Davis, too, which is, again, way better than some fan bases would have taken it. <laughs> Oakland fans are used to this. If anyone in Green Bay needs to know how to handle like transfer ep- ep- epidemic issues or like how to how to process this, just. Reach out to an Oakland fan. We've gotten really good at handling uh, what happens when half your team leaves in the portal. See, that's the part I don't understand. We've never gotten used to it at Cleveland State. I don't know why. We must be weirdos. <laughs> yes. We're neurotic. That's our problem. I know. 
I know what the problem is. We're Cleveland sports fans. This is what we do. <laughs> Doesn't matter which team. Uh, <laughs> all of them. All of them. All of them. Yes, in college and pro. Yes. Very true. So, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, wow. Next week, that's going to be interesting because we'll have the man. It's weird because we spent like all our Fridays and Saturdays, like, you know, glued to the TV, glued to ESPN plus and ESPN three. And, you know, now there's a dwindling amount of games. And I, you know, people are probably like not sure what to do with themselves. Like go outside and see what's, you know, you know, if you're not buried in like a bunch of snow, which some of us won't be soon, but mine, yeah, mine pretty much all melted yesterday here in Michigan. We got rid of most of our snow. That was nice. Yeah, although not in, not ours in Indiana yet, not yet. Well, it's Bob, here's my question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. We've got games Tuesday. Yes. Are we, are we going to record our podcast early, like maybe during the week, like Wednesday or Thursday? Um, no, our no, the games are this Tuesday. Right. I'm saying yes. instead of waiting till Sunday, the, the Sunday, I was just trying to tease our listeners. Maybe we, maybe we do it early instead of waiting, you know, six days later or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm. Just, I don't know if I get. You know what? I don't know if I have time. Damn it! <laughs> Always time for for Horizon League basketball, Bob. Always. I've yeah, yeah okay it's because I haven't given enough time as it is. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you and John want to do it? Knock yourself out. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So. So tune in next week, and Matt really apparently wants to do it really early. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, so next week, you know, until then, obviously, HorizonRoundtable.com. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be writing about this week, but I think we, we, we're we going to be writing stuff. You know, we, we have a Green Bay writer now. Good timing for that, too. Great timing for that. Outstanding timing. Um, so I'm sure we're going to get some season recaps for uh, some of the teams that are no longer in the tournament. Um and whatever else stuff John's thinking of in his head, because I know it's coming. So, which is cool. I think he's already. I'm surprised he hasn't asked us about our second round predictions yet. So, he, he did actually while we were working on here. Literally didn't even see it. So, all right. So, horizonroundtable.com. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. And of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon Echo or Google devices. So, until next time, thank you all for listening.